Occasionally, people read articles about the best approaches to giving and receiving feedback and may think to themselves, that all sounds great, but what do the most effective leaders actually do? To answer that question, we combined a self-assessment measuring feedback preferences with 360 evaluations of leaders to discover the common attitudes that the best leaders have about feedback. In this episode, we are inviting you to examine your biases and attitudes about feedback and see what you might want to change to be more effective. Welcome to the 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zenger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th percentile. I'm Brianna Corin, and joining me today is renowned psychometrician and my father, Joe Folkman. Hi, Bri. I'm looking forward to the feedback you might be giving me. <laughs> of course, of course. So the other day, after a very long day of working and trying to manage every little crisis of working at home and having the kids at home, some of them have been a little sick, my sweet hubby got home later on and observed some of my interactions with our darling kiddos and then proceeded to give me some direct feedback about how I was handling the situation. <laughs> now, truth be told, he was totally right, but I did not take that feedback well. Uh, sometimes, you know what he does? He he quotes he quotes the podcast back to me. He's like, "Well, I was listening to this podcast that talks about accepting feedback." Blah blah blah. <laughs> don't don't quote me to me. <laughs> uh, why is it that feedback? It's just hard, especially. I think it's especially hard from people we care about, right? I mean. You've written a lot about books about feedback over the years, and it's how you make your living. But given how much you know about it, does all that knowledge and research make it any easier to accept receiving corrective feedback from those around you? <laughs> well, I, I think it helps a little bit if you change the term from negative or ugly feedback to constructive feedback, you know, it's, <laughs> but uh, I've been given advice more than once that I ought to go back and read some of my books and articles. It's, it's, a, it's a hazard. Um, in a recent training session, I noticed one of my attendees had, uh, appeared to be disappointed in the feedback from his manager peers and direct reports. Now, I gave him 15 minutes to digest his feedback before approaching him and asking him if his feedback was making sense. He looked up, he shook his head and said, I wish I could get credit for my intentions. <laughs> and I love that because a lot of times, you know, our, our intentions were really positive, but it didn't yeah. come out that way, right? Totally. He went on to explain his intentions were positive and he was only trying to please his manager, satisfy his peers and lead his direct reports. But his feedback made it clear that his raiders reacted to what they experienced, not his intentions. But later on, after he'd thought about it for a bit, he said, gee, the only thing worse than this negative feedback would be to not have any feedback at all. At least I know what's going on. 
I'm convinced uh, from my years of research that one of the keys to personal success is having the ability to accept feedback from others and turn that feedback into change. Yeah, I think it's important to remember that if you want to be the best version of yourself, then you you actually need that feedback from others. I remember uh, growing up, I took a lot of singing lessons and I would be so frustrated when my teacher would keep saying, you're flat, you're flat, you got to lift more, lift more. And I, would, I wouldn't believe her. And to my ear, what I was hearing, I, I thought I was right on. And then I would go back, I would listen to the recording of my lesson and I would be just shocked because I was like, oh my gosh, she was right. I was flat and <laughs> I didn't even realize it. But we need that outside perspective. In your research, you frequently stated that you're not the best person to determine your effectiveness. Other people are. While any single person may or may not be correct in their opinions, averaged feedback from a lot of different people is incredibly accurate, honest, and true. They can hear the things that we can't hear. They can see the things we can't see. We have blind spots and there's, we just don't see it. And that is why we need to challenge our feedback assumptions. So today we are going to give our listeners a little assessment. Joe is going to read the questions. I will probably lament how hard they are to answer. <laughs> and, and keep in mind that these are forced choice questions. They are on opposite ends of the spectrum. So while you may probably sit in the middle of these two, you need to choose a side. So try to round up around down, uh, right, to to pick one. So, Joe, are you going to start us off? Any any other tips? No, that's, that's it. it. They are hard. But just go with what's common to you or what you typically do. So select one or two that you feel is your preference for each item. First question. People that work with me would say that my reaction to corrective negative feedback is usually one, I resist negative feedback, making it difficult to discuss ways to improve, or two, I'm open to and graciously accept negative feedback. Mm. Yeah, Bree, you should give this to your husband about <laughs> I you. I should, I should. And, and this is looking at our reaction, right? And this is hard. All right. Number two, my coworkers would say that one, I'm open to corrective feedback. Two, I'm resistant to corrective feedback. And we've talked about corrective feedback in other podcast episodes. And what I think is really interesting is we found that people really indicate that they want their boss to give them more corrective feedback. So, so what's the biggest difference between this first question and the second question here? They're pretty close. They are pretty close, but it, it, it is interesting. Uh, about a month ago, I was in Louisville, Kentucky, and I asked this group, there's about 100 people there, hey, your boss has some important feedback that would help you to be more effective in your job. How many of you want to hear that feedback? Every hand went mm -hmm. up. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So uh, intuitively, we want to hear, I mean, if somebody has something to say, but when we actually hear it, it's, boy, it, 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 sometimes it's not so great. So it, it's kind of, we all have a desire to get better. And we, if something's out there that, that we don't know about, we'd like to hear it. But when we hear it, we oftentimes react negatively. Mm. So question three. 
I believe the best parents slash leaders, one, give a balance of both praise and corrective feedback, or two, give an abundance of recognition and praise. Mm, I like that this kind of is starting to bleed into other areas of your life as well. It, it really does. And and again, people kind of worry about too much praise. I think a lot of people think that that could be a really bad thing. Question four. Generally, when I see misbehavior or a mistake, one, I think it's better to ignore it. Two, I find it difficult not to point it out. And question five, in business today, what most employees need is, one, mostly positive feedback with some corrective suggestions, or two, mostly suggestions for improvement with some praise and recognition. Hmm. I think this attitude's interesting because it looks at not what you do, but what you think employees actually need. It, it does. And it really builds on this assumption that most managers have that it's their job to point out what went wrong, mm-hmm. uh, that they have a responsibility to do it. Let's look at number six. My family and friends would say, one, that compliments from me mean a lot because I give them too sparingly or Aww. two, that I frequently praise and compliment others. And number seven, a leader can have the most influence on employees by, one, giving corrective feedback and advice when mistakes are made, or two, giving positive feedback for good performance. So this is your attitude on how leaders best influence others. Right. And it gets to that that belief that it's your job to give that, you know, kind of corrective feedback. Number eight, coworkers would say that I, one, go out of my way to frequently praise and recognize others or two, recognize others only when I see exceptional performance. Number nine, it's more natural, habitual for me to One, identify something done incorrectly or wrong, or two, recognize something done correctly or done well. Mm, It's that glass half empty or full kind of person. What's the last one? Well, those who know me best would say that I'm much better at one, receiving advice and listening to what others think about me, or two, (laughs) giving advice and being critical Uh of others. (laughs) And there's no right or wrong, by the way, to to those. It's, it, this is your m- measuring your attitudes toward feedback. So those are the 10 questions. Now let's get into your research. As you looked at those who were rated the most effective leaders um, in our database, and then you examined how did these really effective leaders who were measured by others how did they answer these questions? What are their attitudes about feedback? And obviously, we can see how how those attitudes help them to be more effective. So what does the research tell us? Well, it, it really pointed out that corrective feedback is helpful, but the most effective leaders focused on positive feedback. 
Many people assume that the best leaders are those who are willing to provide others with negative or corrective feedback to tell people, you know, hey, something's wrong. Our research clearly shows, however, that the most effective leaders are those that give more positive feedback than negative feedback. This is true even to the point where in item four above, the most effective leaders were occasionally willing to ignore mistakes or misbehavior. Hmm. What is your tendency? Have you uh, developed a tendency to look for mistakes, to point out what others have done wrong? Many leaders feel it's their responsibility to identify or correct mistakes. And while it's true, it is the responsibility of a manager to identify excellent and incorrect performance. Our research found that leaders who prefer to give positive feedback and resist giving negative feedback were rated significantly more positively by others. They were also rated as better at giving feedback and better at developing others. Ah, The power of praise. And that kind of gets into the second thing you found, which might surprise some people. Get ready for it. The most effective leaders, and this is what you found. The data shows this. It's not us making this up. There is no such thing as too much praise. And some leaders mistakenly, they worry that it, maybe maybe they worry it might seem fake to have too much praise and recognition, or it can be a bad thing or may, might make people feel lazy. But on the contrary, providing others with compliments is a wonderful habit to develop, and we don't do it enough. I'm always working on this one, especially especially in parenting. This bleeds out to all the different aspects of our lives and in our relationship with our friends too. We need to hear about the good more often and not just the blanket compliment of, hey, you're awesome or your shirt looks good today. But I I really consciously tried to be better about this, about letting my kids, my friends, my husband, my coworkers know about their strengths that I see or the goodness and that they're putting into the world and, and, and to know that it's appreciated. And I think that is how we build better workplaces, better homes and schools and neighborhoods. All of that is, is really looking out and letting people know, know they're great. More praise in the world, right? And, and a lot of people react to that and they'll say, gee, that you, you can be too positive. You can give too much praise. Look, we're all wired the other way. We are. (laughs) I mean, even if you try to do that, and if you sort of say, oh, I'm doing too much, it's not. Mm-hmm. And and we've looked at studies, uh, a series of studies on marriage and uh, the ratio of positive to negative comments. And we found there's correlations between divorce rates and then and then the percentage of positive to negative uh, comments that you give to your spouses. Number three, while the best leaders focused on positive behaviors of others, they were open and willing to receive negative feedback themselves. We found that leaders who only wanted to be given positive feedback were less effective. Being open to advice and feedback from others helps leaders become more effective. I hope that you'll take this short survey and carefully consider your attitudes about feedback. 
Giving and receiving feedback is a critical skill that enables leaders to improve their effectiveness and the effectiveness of their direct reports. Just because you've always received a certain type of feedback doesn't mean that it's the type that's most powerful or that that that's what should be given. The words that come from the mouths of bosses and their leaders are powerful. They can lift others up or they can drag them down. They can inspire them to be better and push them harder, or they can stifle growth, frustrate, and disappoint people. Feedback is a gift, so package it and deliver it with care. The 90th Percentile on Unconventional Leadership podcast was written and recorded by Brianna Corin, Jack Zanger, and Joe Folkman, and produced by Zanger Folkman. If you are interested in learning more about Zanger Folkman's award-winning 360-degree assessments, leadership, and coaching offerings, or would like to attend our monthly leadership webinar series hosted by Jack and Joe, visit our website at zangerfolkman.com. If you like our podcast, tell your friends and coworkers about it, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, and leave us a great review. We really like to read them. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in our episode details or on our podcast page on zangerfolkman.com. 